You're listening to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now with your host, Jackie Koch, the podcast with all the tips and tools to help you succeed when all of a sudden you have the realization that you're the one in charge. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now. I am your host, Jackie Koch, and today we are breaking down what to do if you're thinking about hiring for the first time into your business. So if this is you, you're probably starting to see some scale. You're starting to earn a little bit of money and you're starting to have a quite a bit of work that you're having to do. Um, the work's starting to add up and you're, you're probably starting to need some support, getting some things off of your plate and to start implementing some of the things that maybe you've been putting on the back burner. I myself have been known to do that. And so I wanted to record this podcast as more of, I don't know if it's a checklist or a guide or some tips on what to do if you're thinking about hiring for the first time into your business. And so there's really like two different categories of entrepreneurs that I typically work with. So one is those that are really growing a a team fast and a big team. And so those are often VC or private equity-backed startups that I work with where they've gotten multiple millions of dollars to help really bring their product to market and build the team they need in order to do that. So oftentimes there's a founder or two co-founders that are working together. They've just gotten some funding and now they're ready to really build a team. And so they have the money to go out and buy the leaders and go out and buy the full-time, I guess not buy the leaders, pay the salaries probably sounds better, of the leaders or full-time team members to help building out teams. So really the hiring process for the, the that they go through is a little bit different than the second group of entrepreneurs that I work with. And these are often solopreneurs turned I think I did a podcast episode with Marty and he talked about going from solopreneur to entrepreneur. And that's like somebody who has a coaching program or a service-based business, an agency, or maybe like a product that they're trying to get into the market. It's typically like a one-person show who all of a sudden has some growth in their business and they need some help. But they they don't all of a sudden have millions of dollars to go hire big groups of people and big teams. So that second group, the solopreneur looking to add some support to their team is who I really made this podcast for. So if you're listening to the show and you're like, oh, great, that's me. Great. That's what this podcast is for. And I'm hopeful that you're going to get some tips and tools on where to even start thinking about this. So some of the action steps apply like no matter what. Um, but I'm going to really tailor this to those of you looking to add like your first team member to a very small team. So I thought it would be good to start out by defining first what a team member even means. Like, what could that look like? And I think that we, I often hear people say, you need to hire, you need to scale, but people are almost afraid of like, okay, what does that mean? And so I want to break down what that could look like for you if you are going from solopreneur to entrepreneur. And so the first type of team member that you could hire is a freelancer. And that would be somebody who specialized in one area 
it often is somebody in like the creative arena. So a graphic designer, a copywriter, um, a website designer, those types of roles are what have traditionally been freelance. Freelance has been around for quite some time and it usually is in that creative space. The other type, which is very similar, it's just the, the, the nomenclature that people use is a contractor. So that's still somebody who's doing, you know, some part-time work, some project-based work. Um, and that's oftentimes more like assistant or very specialized. That's not creative. So like in the case, I'm thinking of what, of, of the types of contractors that you might have in your business, if you're a solopreneur, that's like a virtual assistant, a bookkeeper, um, you know, those types of roles. And then there's also an outsourced agency. So you could like outsource parts of the business to agencies who specialize in things like social media or text messaging or, you know, website creation, ads. There's a lot of things that you can actually outsource to an agency to do the work. And that oftentimes can be perceived as more expensive, but they are experts and they're able to do everything like soup to nuts. You, you don't have to try to train someone how to do it or help pay for someone to learn how to do it, which is often the case if you look to hire an assistant. What you don't calculate is the amount of time that you're paying for that person to learn how to do something if they don't know how to do that. And then the fourth type of team member is a part-time employee or even a full-time employee. And that would be like, maybe you have a warehouse that you need help packing and shipping things, right? Packages. Or maybe you have a retail store where you need some coverage. A part-time employee um, is often, you get to dictate as a business owner where the employee does their work and the hours that they do the work. That's like one of the most common ways to determine if somebody can be a contractor or a part-time employee or full-time employee. And so keep that in mind. So those are the different ways that you could bring in a team member. And I think it's really important to make these distinctions so that you know all the different options that you have to offload some of the work and so that you can be intentional about what you really need in your business. And that's actually the perfect segue to my next piece of advice. If you think it's time to hire in your business, it is time that you take the time to understand what you actually need help with. It's highly likely that you have a friend or a mentor or you follow someone on social media or you read a book or you took a course and they say you need to hire a virtual assistant. I have a very, very strong, unpopular opinion that a VA is not the first thing you need to hire first most of the time. That's my caveat. But only you will know if this is true in your business. And you want to make sure you know it's needed before you just run and hire it, right? And it's actually pretty simple. There's a simple method for figuring this out. I won't say that it's fun, but it's called tracking your time. It is not glamorous. It is slightly inconvenient. But if you are in the state of overwhelm, you will over-index or become extra dramatic about how long some of the tasks you think you're doing or 
so you'll, you'll either over index on the time you're spending or how many of them there actually are, especially if it's a task that you find super irritating or difficult, you probably are like, Oh my gosh, I'm doing this all the time and being super dramatic about it, but you might not actually be spending that much time on it. You just don't like doing it and that's fine, but you won't know that until you start tracking how you're actually spending your time. So track your time for, if you can, a couple weeks. Um, but if you, if that's like not going to work for you, at least sit down and make a list of every little thing that you do every day for a week. I love a tool called Toggle. It's T-O-G-G. I think it's L-E. It's free. Actually, I don't even think there's an E at the end. It's just T-O-G-G-L. You can sign up for a free account and you literally just press a start and stop timer. And it you can tag what you're working on. You can go back and you can put in to a calendar what you worked on if you're really good on your own calendar. Like it's a really simple tool to use. I use it for tracking time for the few clients that I do track time and it's super easy. But if that feel, and I think they also have a an app for your phone. So if you think that that is too much time, at least just sit down and write down everything that you need to do. And then once you've done that, then list out stuff that you haven't been getting to that you know you need to or you want to get to or you're committed to. So that will then be an inclusive list of all of the things that you need help in it within your business. And so from there, look at each task and ask yourself, can this be delegated to someone else? Is it something that, that I actually have to do or can I delegate it to someone else? And if the answer is, can it be delegated to someone else, then you need to figure out, can I train someone on how to do this? Like, can I clearly, do I have a process in my business? Am I able to clearly train um, and explain to somebody how to do this? Yes or no. If you have a lot of no's on that column, then you might need to hire an expert who can do it for you the first time right? So maybe an agency route is a good, a good move. If, if you have a bunch of stuff you're able to get to delegate, but you're not able to train someone on how to do. So once you've gone through that, like highlight the list of the things that only you can do. I would argue at some point you can probably delegate a lot more than you, than you think, but for now, just highlight all the things that only you can do. And that's like what you should be focusing most of your energy on. And then go back to the list of all the things that can that that you've gone through that have been delegated and that you can, you know, train someone and all that stuff and try to group them in together into similar tasks. And that will help you like figure out like, are these a lot of marketing tasks? Are they social media? Are they accounting? Like, what is it? And then from there, you'll have a pretty clear list of what you need help with. And then I recommend you do a couple more things is look through that list and try to identify Anything on that list that you think an AI tool could potentially do. There are so many AI tools out there right now that you really should start exploring using them. It can be a little overwhelming. So if you're listening to the show and you're like, wait, what? There's no way I have the time to figure out the AI tools that I need. That's why I need to hire an assistant so that they can figure it out. I'm here to tell you, they're probably not going to be able to figure it out. That's probably not the right person to set those up in your business you know, for a really successful assistant, you have to be able, you need to have the systems and tools already in place 
to clearly articulate what you need them to do and assign them tasks, right? So you can't, a lot of times people are like, oh, I need an assistant to help me set up this system. But uh, most of the time, they're not going to be the ones that are going to be able to do that for you. So what if you actually considered hiring a freelancer to come into your business and set up a project management tool for you? I bet you could find some freelancers who are really good at setting up AI tools or no AI tools. I bet you could hire some of those to come in and help you figure out what you could automate in your business. You just have to start to look at those things. I myself am also starting to look at that. So anything that I learn about freelancers who, who help support with AI stuff, I will let you know because I think that is where the money is at. Well, I guess they have the money because we're going to pay them a lot of money to do it, but I do think that's the future. I do believe that setting up, I mean, I can only speak from my own experience, having the right tools in place to be able to collaborate on work and having someone set up my project management process for me for the first time was so helpful. And now I'm pretty capable and I'm pretty operational that I can keep it running. If, if I couldn't, I at least now have the bones to train an assistant on, okay, this is how we utilize this tool. I need you to keep it up to date, right? But if I hadn't have hired someone to help me set it up in the first place, I would be so lost. And so setting up those workflows to collaborate before you hire an assistant will save you so much headache. But going back to the list, so maybe you look through the list and you realize that you really just need some help with social media graphics a few hours a month. Great, go find a freelancer to help with that. Or maybe you just need someone to edit your reels for you. Great, go find a social uh, a freelancer to help you do that. It actually like really might serve you better to pay a freelancer to set up the workflow so that you can work at, with multiple freelancers instead of just one assistant. Maybe you had the tool and you could be like, great, I'm going to have a freelancer for this. I'm going to have a freelancer for this. Then I'll have a very part-time VA post this stuff for me. Or maybe you can do it because it doesn't take as much time. But until you know and actually take the time to write down what you're doing day in and day out and what you need to start doing, you're never really going to know what role you need to hire in your business. So you have to take the time to do that and really think through it. Probably won't be done perfect, but that's okay. You just at least have to get it down and at least start looking at it. So I do want to talk a little bit about this virtual assistant. So, and, and when you actually need to hire one. If the majority of the tasks on that list that you created are like non-core, they're administrative, just posting, moving stuff around, data entry, very repetitive work, doesn't require a lot of creativity, and it's something that you can easily delegate and you can easily train someone how to do by creating a video on how to do it, then you might be ready to hire an assistant. Or maybe you have a very high volume of emails that are customer service related or social media DMs, just like community building. That might be okay for the right virtual assistant to handle. So those are times when it could be a good idea to do that. But often, if you hire your VA too early or an assistant too early, you're going to struggle with clearly defining what you want them to do and what their responsibilities are. So it's going to make it feel like you're not actually seeing their impact on your workflow or your productivity because they're not being as effective as they could be because you didn't spend time getting, you know, being able to clearly define the tasks and responsibilities and train them. 
And then if you hire them too early, you might feel like there's an added financial stressor, right? Where if you hire some freelancers, you know you're paying them per project and that they, you know, have other people that they support as well. So it may not be as much of a financial stressor. If you're disorganized and procrastinate a lot, a virtual assistant is probably not going to be the right first hire for you. So setting up those workflows and figuring out how you can become more organized and setting up processes so that you don't procrastinate is going to help you maximize your team. You have to really change how you're showing up in your business in order to really onboard team members effectively. So if you're hiring for the first time in your business, you probably don't need somebody full-time. So where should you find support for somebody that is part-time or freelance? You know, I think the best place is to ask other business owners and entrepreneurs if they have referrals. Do they have a graphic designer they love? Do they have a copywriter that they've used? Do, have they worked with somebody who's done social media graphics? Do they have an agency that they love for ads? Ask for referrals and ask other people who they've used that they've enjoyed working with. You know, maybe they have an assistant that has some bandwidth, right? Um, or if they don't personally know anyone, you can ask them, like, do you know any other similar businesses that I can, like, do you have any other contacts of, of similar uh, of friends that have similar businesses that I could ask for referrals? Like, ask for referrals. That is by far the best way to find these people. And then I feel like this, this requires this requires to be said, do not just hire your friend or your brother's girlfriend, or your friend's sister's cousin's brother's dog, because you know they need a job and that they might be able to do the job. You know, if they've actually done the same work as a freelancer or part-time person before, that might be okay. It might work out, but if they've never done it before, it usually doesn't work out. So don't do it as much as it seems like it's easy Asking for referrals, isn't that is not a referral. A referral is asking for people who, who are professionals, who, who you can, whoever you ask can vouch for the quality of their work because they've worked with them in the past, not because they're just their friend. Now, I will say I have hired my cousin because I know that she does great quality work. So I'm a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black because I... I have done that before, but I also very much trust it. And she's probably the only family member, no offense if any other family members listen, that I would ever consider hiring or ever refer to somebody else because I've worked with her so closely. I trust her implicitly. Shout out to you, Cass. She listens to the show, I think. We'll see. So if you don't get any hits from your network, go to social media and ask for referrals. LinkedIn is a great place to ask for referrals and to get introductions. Um, but if you still don't have any luck, you might need to advertise on some of the freelancer websites that are out there. There are so many. You could literally just Google freelancer sites and a bunch will pop up. I think some of the tried and true are Upwork. There's also, I think, Hire My Mom or something like that. And those are some great places where you actually post a little mini project posting, right? And then freelancers will send you a proposal of what it would be like to work with them and how they could do the job. So I would recommend finding one like smaller project that you need help with. It could take a few hours, days, or a few weeks, but do like a test trial project. So 
maybe it's a graphic design, maybe you need a logo, maybe you need a couple, some social media graphics. You could post, create some sort of little project for that. And then freelancers will submit proposals and you'll have the ability to like check out their work, ask for some, some like examples of work they've done. And then you could even meet with them. It is totally fine for you to be like, hey, can we hop on a video call so I can get to know you a little bit and just get to know them a bit, how they best work, how, what hours they typically work, how they like to be communicated with. You can totally ask people those questions and then decide who you want to give this project to. And by doing a short project, you're able to really get a better feel for the quality of their work. And in fact, I ended up doing this. I was looking for some recruiting support. So in the world of recruiting, there's people who just like scour the internet looking for people to reach out to for jobs. It's called sourcing. And I wanted some sourcing talent and I wanted to explore hiring some sourcers in international markets. And so I did a short little project, posted it on um, Upwork. And I think I ended up paying each person about $300 total. So what, 700 bucks? Because I think I had them working like 10 hours for a month sourcing talent for two jobs. And it was so much easier for me to be like, oh, wow, one really stood out to be really great. But I don't know that I would have known that if I wouldn't have given it to two people. So that's how I've done it. And it's definitely worked out. Um, and that way, if you have a short-term commitment, you really get an idea of, of what it'll be like to work with them, especially if they're a total stranger and not a referral from anybody in your network. I think it's a great way to go. And then you can definitely find a freelancer on one of these sites who can help you set up a project management tool like Asana or Monday.com or any of those other, you know, other tools that you want to use. I bet you can also find somebody who can help implement AI tools into your business as freelancers right now. If you do it, please shoot me a DM. I want to know how it goes because I'm super interested in that. Um, and that's where I would start. You know, in fact, that's what I, I did end up kind of starting. I say end up because I did hire an sort of assistant right away and it just wasn't the right and she ended up finding a new role, which was which was good because I ended up realizing that wasn't actually what I needed help with. So I invested in help in somebody helping me to set up my Asana board. And now I can easily delegate tasks to my cousin, which is amazing. And then also work with my my business partner so much better. In fact, I can't imagine never, I can't imagine ever not having a project management tool in place. And then the last thing is you're going to want to make sure you sign a contract with them, outlining the deliverables, the billing, the payment terms, and really just terms of your guys' relationship together. So how much notice are you going to give them if you decide you don't want to work with them anymore? How much notice do you want them to give you? Do you want to have some non-disclosure language in there to protect your business? You have to have some of those um, contracts set up. If you go through a freelancing site, most of the time they have their own link, their own terms and conditions and all of that stuff. Just, you can use those. Those are good. Otherwise, you can create your own. You know, there's you could Google them. You could find them. Um, we also have some um, that we we use for our clients. And I was going to say they're available, but they're not. But they will be available soon in the, some mini, um, some little... I don't know. It's not even a course, some, some offerings that we're creating soon. So I'll let you know when those are available, but make sure that you have them sign a contract. 
And then as with any person that you bring into your business, set up some checkpoints to see how things are going and let them know. Depending on how long the project is, if it's you know two weeks, be like, okay, we're going to touch base again in two weeks and we're going to decide if we want to keep working together. Or let's say you're having them you know, support the business 10 hours a week for, say, start out with 90 days and say, okay, in 30 days, we're going to check in. In 60 days, we are too. And then 90 days, we're going to decide if we want to keep working together. And then that sets up checkpoints for you to be like, you know what, I really like this needs to change or you can give them feedback or, you know, you guys can just figure out better ways of working together. If, and you are more than capable of authorized, I don't know what the right word is. I'm I'm searching for the words, but you are the business owner. What I want to say is you are the business owner and you have the right to set up check-ins with people and to decide if they're going to be the right fit for your business or not. So just because they're a freelancer or part-time, don't feel like you can't like have conversations with how it's going. And if you find that you're having to correct their work or, or have the same conversations and feedback over and over and over again, it is okay to end the relationship. That's what happens. And that is a part of having team members. So there's no one ma- like magic roadmap for who to hire, what to hire, when to hire. Everyone's business is so different. And it's so critical that you really get clear on what you need in your business and not just hire the roles that other people tell you to. And that all starts with everything that we've just discussed in this podcast episode. And hopefully now you have some new ways that you're thinking about adding people to your business, offloading some parts of your work to free up a little bit of time so that you can really start to work in your, live in your zone of genius and and work on the things that are going to help move the needle for your business. So thanks so much for tuning in. I'm always so grateful and we will talk to you again really soon. Your business needs strategic people leadership much earlier than you think. And lucky for you over at People Principles, we've got you covered. We have launched some fractional head of people services where you can get a fractional head of people for a monthly retainer to help support you in managing the people side of your business. Perhaps you need more intense stuff where maybe you need some processes built out from scratch. You need to implement a performance review process, a handbook, a employee feedback survey. There's so many different things that you need. Well, I guess not so many, eight core things you need in your business and we can build it out for you. So go check out our fractional head of HR and people operations services at peopleprinciples.co.